Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market podcast brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Johto PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Ziv Raviv of The Daily Cookie about throwing out your marketing funnel and, and replacing it with a new process, basically. I think Ziv has a, has a better way of describing this, but uh, he's the founder and CEO of Daily Cookie. He's built six businesses in micro niches and launched five money-making podcasts, and he's a, uh, a father of three amazing kids as well. Ziv, thanks for taking time uh, to come on the show today. Thank you. It's so good to be here with everyone, marketers, uh, uh, my peeps, and with you, Sky Cassidy, and thank you for having me. Absolutely. So this concept of throwing out the marketing funnel, I really don't, I don't have a name for what we're going over here today. Maybe we'll develop one during the show, but the, the reverse funnel, um, do you have uh, a, a specific uh, brand name for it? Um, so first we're talking about uh, funnels and like in marketing, um, Gosh, I mean, let's be honest, we all use funnels and we all try to think about sequences that will get results uh, and get people to raise their awareness to what we do and eventually make a buying decision. Uh, but I, uh, I've been looking into micro niche businesses and as a b business coach myself, I started to notice how uh, the funnel as a construct, as a business metaphor that helps you make decisions is actually a pretty crappy uh, um, metaphor and and it just uh, makes you uh, think that some things are going to work by itself. And <laughs> you think gravity is going to do the work. You think you put it in the top of the funnel, it's just going to flow through. Yeah. yeah, it's actually one of the three reasons why I think that funnels are evil. Like they give you a, a bad sense of what you should do in your business, and it leads you towards uh, stuff that won't really work for you and. And so uh, I, I've, I've started to work with, the, with, a, with a model, like a different story for business, for decision-making that I call the reverse funnel. I sometimes call it a, a pyramid with a free party, which like if you think <laughs> about the pyramid, it can give you this idea of a scheme or, 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 or like some multi-level, but I'm not talking about anything right. like that. <laughs> so you don't want to use the word pyramid because that, that has these negative connotations to it. <laughs> I know, no, but, but in the metaphor, it works, you know, so I would be happy to explain more, but basically uh, funnels are bad for you if what you're focusing on is making decisions in your business and thinking big and strategy level. Interesting. So the funnel may describe what happens with your marketing prospecting as a uh, 20 hindsight type view, but to use it as a, you're saying to use it as a roadmap forward is problematic in that it doesn't really guide you. And it's more than that. It's, it's almost like, like, like horses that have uh, blinders on their eyes and they can only see <laughs> in one direction. You really in business have to uh, start listening listening uh, to your, your prospects, to your audience way, way earlier in the, let's call it, um, in the journey of your customer uh, and, uh, and, and thinking about, okay, let's just build a funnel. Let's, oh, oh it, doesn't, it didn't work. Oh, why, why didn't it work? Well, let's build another funnel. Oh, it didn't work either. <laughs> so like, it doesn't help you if, if you're totally in the wrong direction to just build a funnel. Right. So you're like, it's not a funnel. It's a metaphor. Stop thinking it's actually going to do that. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, yeah. okay. Interesting. So you have the reverse funnel. Now you can say 
people could say to you, it's not a reverse funnel though. That's just a metaphor. <laughs> so what's different? Let's dig into this. How does this, how does your reverse funnel, how does your pyramid with the party work? Um, how does it, what's the strategy have going for it? So basically, uh, first of all, I want to say, um, I hope the, the dog barking is not too loud. Um, uh, the reverse funnel or a pyramid with a free party is not uh, um, like something that is very specific to only one case. It's actually a complete metaphor for what is a business and how it should make decisions. What should it, what should it create? And uh, it all starts with a, a journey. I want you to all imagine that you are on a plane and you are flying to Egypt for vacation. And it's been an amazing vacation for six days. And on your seventh day, just before flying back, you have this one last afternoon to go and see the pyramids in, Ga in the Giza uh, pyramids. So um, you, 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 you have this urge to go and see them, but you also have this urge to just go and have some fun and spend some time in a party. So well, you spent six days in Egypt, just like at the shopping mall or something. And now on the exactly. seventh day, you're like, you know what? Let's check out these pyramid things. Yeah, if I'm <laughs> over here and everything, right? Uh, maybe you, you did some consulting to some, some high-tech companies there. So you, where you go to, to see the pyramids and you really want to have some fun and spend some time in a party. You didn't do that for a while. And then you go there and you see three pyramids and, and there's a free party. In the first pyramid, it's like it has drinks and it has music. And it's like, like on the base of the pyramid, sounds like exactly what you wanted. So just before you go there, you check what, what is happening in pyramid number two. And you see that in pyramid number two, there's a guy with a red bow tie talking about wax. And he's just talking about them and explaining about wax and the, the history and archaeology of, of the pyramids. And that's not really the party you were interested in. So you check pyramid number three. And lo and behold, in, in uh, pyramid number three, you see that there's a free party too with free drinks, music, and your hero. Um, I don't know about you, but one of my heroes is Pat Flynn from the Smart Passive Income podcast. And I love his work and I've been following, for, following him for years. So uh, you, you know that in the third party, your hero, in my case, Pat Flynn, is actually in the party taking selfie pictures with people that came to the party. <laughs> now people um, are listening. They're like, wait, I can take selfies with my hero. Okay, tell me more about exactly. this. <laughs> so this is actually something that is like a big deal. It's a different party, right? I prefer going to that party in, instead of the party number one or party number two. So mm -hmm. already by, by knowing that, just by feeling this excitement, do I prefer this free party? We already are learning a lesson about our businesses. We all do some things for free. It might even be just building a website or having a social account, but it also can be content like free resources, eBooks, solving problems in the world and uh, having some like actual classic content like YouTube uh, channel or a blog or a podcast. All of these things are our free party and it better be a good one because it will make or break your business as you can see, you know, later in the, in the metaphor. So now you're saying in the one, in this metaphor, you're showing up at the party, but you're saying that your business is your party that other people show up at. Your business has to have a party that invites people mm. for free. And that is really, really cool. And this and is where you always... get like 
you get cool spokespeople to be like, so this is somebody's hero. Let me get this guy to have access to at the party kind of a thing. Right, right. You, like, for example, you do collaborations. Like you, mm. you, you interview other people, you bring them to your free party. You, you ask them to answer a few questions that your, your audiences have. Uh, you write an ebook with them or whatever. There's, there's so many ways to collaborate with other people and bring them into your party. Right. I do have to admit, if there was a, an event that Neil deGrasse Tyson was going to be at um, from the Star Talk podcast and many other things, if I had a choice between a couple business events and he was at one, I'm going to the one he's at. Yeah. Yeah. And let's make it more interesting. Uh, he's like literally... Uh, like signing his books and he's giving away uh, um, his online courses in the free party. Uh, like he's doing a raffle. Like the, the, I can make it even more enticing so that you'll not just go to that specific party. You'll get excited and tell everyone else too. Right. Which is why people have uh, influencers, right? I mean, it's to because people want to interact with these people. Plus you are the influencer. If you, mm. if you, you know, if you make yourself available in your party, you also can, you know, be the one right, that right. attracts people. Yeah. Gary so, V doesn't have to invite people to his party. People want to meet, they want to meet him. Yeah. And, and Gary V does a lot of free parties. Like he, yeah. he has podcasts and, and, and YouTube channels and, and, and Facebook live. So he's like, he's always, he's all over the place with his free parties, free parties 24 seven. Hmm. <laughs> so that'll be the what, name of this podcast free parties 24 7 <laughs> nice so once you get to the free party you enjoy the drinks you enjoy, enjoy the music you didn't see uh um, your hero yet but then you suddenly notice that you're starting to be a little bit hungry and you're asking people hey where's the food i, I want to eat something and they show you this ladder that leads up the pyramid to the first level and ladders are scary if you're going to climb the ladder you better have a reason why you're going to, you know, <laughs> fight gravity and actually climb on this thing that you might fall off. So this is not an escalator. Like you intentionally have a rickety ladder. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's this, like it's crooked. Business-wise, are we talking about a barrier to entry here, basically? Because you don't want every Yahoo going up to the second level. You only want people it, but, who are really but, interested. But it's a barrier to entry, uh, not just to qualify people, uh, but also for, for your audience members to actually want to make the effort and pay. So gravity right. works against you instead, mm, instead right. of for you. So then and, they felt and, like they, they have invested in getting to the second level now. They're, they're, they're committed a little bit. Yeah, and like if I just go around in the party and they say, oh, look, a ladder, a place where you can put 12 bucks into, I would say, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about it. So, <laughs> so but if they tell me, hey, you, you're hungry, right? You have this problem, you're hungry. Well, there's uh, unlimited pizza, like pizza uh, buffet on that first level. You know, it's 12 bucks, but you're hungry, so it's worth it. And you're in the party and you don't want to go home to the hotel or something. So this is the tripwire offer. This is like the initial offer. Uh, if you don't have something cheap that you sell, uh, this would be the first time that they do business with you. Um, it can even be like an investment of time because time mm -hmm. equals money. So if they chose to spend time with you in your webinar, in essence, that is a tripwire offer because they spend like 75 bucks of their time right, in right. order to be there. Even coming to, to a demo maybe, because they're, they're investing their time. You feel like you're giving them a demo, but they're committing, they're investing their time to, 
to to come into this demo and sit and, and listen to stuff. So you don't have to charge yeah. them yet. It's like you have to have an entry product, um, you know, maybe a freemium product with a demo would get them a little committed there. Yeah, and basically they invest time. So if they invest anything, you're asking them to climb a ladder. You're asking them to do something that is scary and physically hard and that they will only do only if they know that they can trust you to make this safe for them and that there will be a reward at the end of the ladder. Mm. So you go up the ladder, you pay the 12 bucks and you see the pizza buffet and you eat some pizza and, and it's fun. And they even give you some dessert for free and, and unlimited drinks uh, are still there. So that's cool. Uh, but you want pizza with specific something like pepperoni. You really love pizza with pepperoni, <laughs> let's say. And uh, they don't do that here. Uh, but you do see that there's another ladder on level one leading to level two. And that ladder has a sign that says, pay 37 bucks and enjoy three things. So you're curious what's those three, three things and you go and check and you see sign number one says, if you go up, you will find the cleanest toilets in Egypt. We, <laughs> we, we actually created the cleanest toilets in the entire of Egypt and it's right here for 37 bucks. And it's a problem. It's a solution for a problem. Yeah, because you just ate unlimited pizza. So you're like, exactly. I kind of do might, need you, Yeah, and, and, and you drank uh, in the free party. Yeah. So you kind of you have this need and you kind of are excited about solving it in the place that is the cleanest in, in Egypt. So then the second uh, thing they tell you is, by the way, if you ever wondered about where's the pepperoni, it's in level in level two. That's where we serve pizza with toppings and you can have any specific topping that you like. So we're not just going to solve a problem. We're also going to take something that you enjoy and make it specific for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the third thing that you see is you see this uh, CCTV and you can actually see your hero uh, is on the second level. He's right now over there live signing uh, his books and taking selfie pictures. So now all of that for 37 bucks, would you pay extra 37 right. in now a convention? You, you've already climbed a ladder. You've already paid a little bit. So you're invested in, here's what you really, really want now and kind of need with the toilets. Um, yeah, and, and, and if they told you in advance, hey, uh, here's a party and you can pay 49 bucks to get a picture, you would say, fuck that. I'm not going to pay that much to get a picture. I, I, don't, I don't want that. But right. because you already paid 12, now the extra 37 for, 37 for all three of these things, the customization, the problem fix, and your, your, your desired uh, thing, which is uh, getting the picture, all of that is now available for you. Interesting. So, this reminds me of playing poker. When somebody has a unbeatable or seeming, you know, a top hand and they know it, they don't typically just go all in right away. You need to get the other person pot committed first. So you make yes. a small bet and then a little bit larger where they're like, well, I already put this much in, so I don't want to throw that away. Let me put it in this little chunk more. And, and then eventually you, you come in and get it all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Only, only in this metaphor, there's actually a win-win situation. So right. like <laughs> when I was angry and paid 12 bucks, I really got even more than the 12 bucks value. When right. I paid the 37 bucks and went to the second level, I actually, you know, did enjoy the bathroom that was the cleanest. I did enjoy 
not just uh, pizza with toppings, but like uh, also sushi suddenly. Mm. And, uh, and then I also had time to meet uh, my hero and take a picture. And then suddenly I noticed that he's going over another ladder and he's starting to climb. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wh- where are you going? And he says, I'm taking 20 people. And for 99 bucks, we're going to do this, this group training that usually people like they fly to a convention in Vegas to meet me and they pay 2000 bucks on the hotel and the expenses. And then they pay extra 500 bucks just to meet me. Well, today, just now for an extra 99, you can have this market, this uh, uh, masterclass with me. And I will tell you, answer any question you have for just 99 bucks, right? It, it seems the key here is my poker analogy was, was very bad because it is you're trying to, to take the money from the other person. The key here is you're actually giving more in each step than the person even expected. And it's these little bites. We've all had experiences where you pay for something and you get a schlocky version of it and you're unhappy with it. And then we've had the other experiences where you expect that, but you pay for something and you get more than what you expected. And then you just, you want to go farther into that. Cause now you're like, I know these people aren't going to give me the half-ass version. I know if I go up this next ladder, I'm going to be getting above and beyond what I expect even. Exactly, exactly. And that's like good business for you. So you go to the next level and there's a masterclass. It's the best masterclass that you ever had. And you're really happy that you took it. And then you see that there's another ladder. There's always another ladder in the pyramid. And this one is $999. So you're starting to ask, what else can they sell to me? But for 999 bucks, Uh, only 10 people uh, are allowed to go up to a studio with a green screen and with your hero and like the entire video team. His his personal video team, his personal editor, and your hero is going to sit down with you and give you 10 minutes of his time in the studio. And in those 10 minutes, you can ask him questions for your show. You could... um, like do uh, a lesson and he will critique it for you and give you feedback. You could actually uh, have him with you do an ad for you in those 10 minutes. Now, honestly, that type of thing, right? Like you teaching something and being critiqued by him, by your hero or you, you know, teaching with him or interviewing him or even doing an ad, all of that, you can actually do it in 10 minutes and um, it will be, edit it and you will use it and you will sell with it for thousands and thousands of dollars, even for years. This is like really easy, an easy decision. Not a decision that you would have made if you went into the party and someone said, hey, we have a package for $1,500 or for $1,000 and a third and 100 and 37 and 12, right? We, we, right. we have a package for marketing. And No, dude, I'm here for the party. Yeah. What are you talking You're like, about? Like, hey, you t- now it feels like a bait and switch. Yeah. Because they said free party uh, and then they show you all these package things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spend a thousand bucks now. I got something. I think this kind of technique and it's not you're making it very concise. Um, but I remember a while back uh, company SurveyMonkey signing up for SurveyMonkey. Oh, let me do a simple survey. Let me try SurveyMonkey, see how that works and set up the survey and ran it. And then get an email saying, okay, great. You've got 20 responses or some number, 20, 40, whatever it was. Um, You get 20, you get this amount for free. Do you want to get the rest as they come in responses? Because you you need one of these paid 
offerings now. And now I've already gone through, I've set it up, I've ran something on it. I've, I've invested the time and energy and they're telling me, Hey, actually, yeah, you don't get the pepperoni with what you, with what you got there. You need to step up. And it was an easy decision. Like, Oh, of course I'm going to have hundreds more responses coming in really easy decision. But if they'd immediately hit me with like, Hey, it's going to be 39 99 a month or whatever it is. Um, then I probably would have looked for, for another solution. I'm wondering if part of your, um, part of your analogy or metaphor or whatever we want to call it, part of your pyramid party here is the fact that yes, you have to put an effort to climb up the ladder, but once you're up on a level, you have a choice to make of it's probably not as easy to stay on that level. You have a choice to either climb up to the next level or climb back down and climbing down also takes effort. Um, like there's certain solutions where offboarding with them, it's like, oh, I've set this stuff up. And now if I'm going to undo it, that's going to take work. It's kind of easier to keep going with it than to go out and look for another solution with SurveyMonkey. Oh, maybe there's another survey tool out there where you don't have to pay, you know, once you hit a certain number of surveys, but now I'm already in, I've already climbed up this ladder. I'm not going to climb down and do all, start looking around again. Exactly. So it's actually, it works both ways. You pretty much get people to really enjoy staying in their level unless you entice them in even more promises that are fulfilled. So, so I, I like this metaphor for both ways. But let me tell you this. If someone does come to your party and say, I know that Pat Flynn, my hero, is doing a, 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 a deal for $1,000 for a studio and I'm smart, I know that something like that would cost me $20,000 at least. So I'm going to ask you, take my money now. I want the in on that deal. And if that happens, you do not tell that client, oh, I'm sorry, you need to eat pizza first. <laughs> so you give them, you have uh, an elevator to the top if they want you to jump straight on. You do have an elevator. <laughs> you, you, you even have an, a helicopter. Right. You will say, hello, sir. It's go to, so good to have you. Come into my private jet. Mm. My private helicopter. I'll take you directly to uh, the, the right level for you. Right. Sorry, you haven't jumped through all the hoops yet. You can't just pay us. <laughs> but but that's what right. the, like funnel funnels. That's what they do. They slow you down. They basically mm -hmm. put you in this sequence, and they don't have you know built in into them ways to move you from one funnel to another. And with this pyramid metaphor, again, it's a little bit more elaborated, but. Uh, it gives you so many things uh, like to decide, for example, in your website, on your front page, on your front like of your business, how many letters are you showing them? Are you showing them one or 20 of them? And, and how are the results as, as a result of you in like showing them so many, so many entry points to your pyramid? For some businesses, it's okay, like in an e-commerce situation. But even then, show them first the low-level uh, the tripwire offers, show them first the deals, show them right. first something that will get them uh, excited and, and, and trust you. And only then slowly grow up. And also it, it also teaches you that you can't be a one trick pony. You have to have another ladder and another ladder and another ladder. At some point it gets ridiculously expensive to get access to you as right. the owner of the pyramid. I'm imagining a pyramid where you just have one ladder that goes all the way to the top. That's incredibly difficult to climb. Nobody's walking up to that and saying, yeah, I'm going to go exactly. up there. Um, and even the people who want to go straight to the top are like, wait, I'm going to pay all this. And then I got to climb this ladder. What was that helicopter I heard about? 
And, and, th and think about how much money I spent in this metaphor. And now remember the other party, the one with the bow tie guy, no one went to his party. And no one spent money in his pyramid as well. There's a couple people who love rocks there, but it's exactly. not gonna it's not gonna pay his rent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> okay. you need you need you need to like the metaphor gives you a lot of insights about what to show and when and about what to do when someone is in a hurry to spend money with you. So it seems like it's as much about product as it is about marketing. I mean it's 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 tying the stuff together. Like you said, it helps you make business yeah. decisions, not just a marketing pathway kind of. Yeah, I, lo I, love, I love what you just said. It's true. It's true. It's a metaphor that, that doesn't just help you with marketing decisions, but also with product decisions, with sales decisions, with, with, any, with business decisions. So is this specifically, is this concept specifically designed for software as a service? Because we're a software as a service company. It feels like it, it applies everything I'm thinking of. It's like software as a service. Does it apply across multiple industries or is there a niche that this is really for? I love this. I love this question, Sky, because uh, most of the people that I work with are actually like co course creators and coaches and creative types. So service providers that sell their time for money and like freelancers. And I coach them with the same metaphor and they all ask the same question. Oh, so you've built this metaphor, especially for me, right? Like this works <laughs> across the board because it's true. So uh, that's funny. So everybody thinks it's for them. Like if you go to a car dealership, they'd be like, oh, you made this just for us. Like, no, no, no. It works on all these business models. You're going to have your own levels and your own products and your own triggers and your own everything. But um, it, it can work across all these industries. Interesting. Now, what about, um, I mean, something we typically ask company size. How does this apply? Does a small business, large business, does this apply the same across everything really? So naturally in a bigger like corporate type of business or just like, I don't know, 10 plus uh, type of businesses, um, um, you will have people with different roles, right? And they will need to understand the overall strategy of the free party and of the different ladders. And they will need to know what are they working on? Are they product department that they're making sure that there's enough levels in the pyramid? Are they marketing department that makes sure that uh, every ladder has a very clear reason? Are there sales department that like maybe focuses on just uh, uh, asking, like answering the questions of, of hey, uh, this, is the, this is the ladder that gets you these results and just make sure that the final transaction is made. Like, uh, where are you in this, uh, in this uh, metaphor of a pyramid with a free party? As long as you know what you're doing in, in this situation, then you can, you can make it work. Interesting. I guess I'm, I'm jumping around here because I feel like I'm trying to figure out. So the question maybe I should have asked first is, who doesn't this apply to? Like, who is this not relevant for when it comes to businesses or, or who is it not as good? You do a lot of niche stuff. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are for a specific niche. You know, you have a CRM and it's really just for lumber companies or something like that. Um, is it seems like a pretty broad niche uh, and concepts usually do that, but is there a business that if they're listening to this, they should think, well, maybe it's not the best strategy for, for you. I, I, first of all, uh, I think that the, the, the one type of business that is not, it doesn't apply to is a business that doesn't want to make money uh, <laughs> li like, like a hobby type of business. Really, this mm. is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm serious here. There are certain people that have businesses and, I, 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 and, and they are called artists 
and not just artists, you know, artistic uh, people that have a hobby, have a side hustle, and really they don't need to make uh, six figures and grow mm. and, and hire teams and whatnot. They really don't need that or they're not there yet in their readiness um, and, and, or, or in their time commitment or even in their money commitment because honestly, in order to grow to a certain level, you do need to spend money on training, on coaching, on right. team building, on, on building skills, on like giving, putting in a lot of hard work. You know, Gary Vee and is, is scaring a lot of people with uh, talking about the long hours that are expected from, from the hustle. And I have to say that I personally experienced those long hours. So um, people, t- my customers uh, t- talk about me that I never sleep and, and they're right. To, to, uh, to, uh, <laughs> they're to right. Great, yeah, <laughs> to a great extent, they are right. So it is, it is not easy to grow a business. It, it's far from it. So, and you don't have to. If you are into the business doing something very specific and it is doing it for you, by all means, don't grow it into a pyramid. Just have a shed or a hut and sell your hot dogs from that hut or whatever. Right. If people come it. by, you sell it. If they don't, you're the rock guy. He likes talking about rocks. He's sitting exactly. there. He's, talking about, he's not trying have to fun. become a millionaire. He just wants to show up and talk about rocks. He's probably retired. And this is his hobby. He, he'll, he'll, and he enjoys it. And you, maybe he sells like at the end of his free lecture, maybe he sells this, this CD ROM that you can buy uh, for, for, for seven bucks. And, and he's not making a lot of money out of it, but he's, he's having fun, right? If, right. You, if you're looking into growing a business, right? And that, that has a trajectory and the trajectory is growth. And when right. I say growth, I mean income and profits. Right. If you want that, then that metaphor actually is good for you. But there is one more caveat, and that is that it can be overwhelming. And if you're if you want to grow a business, but you're overwhelmed and you're asking yourself, where do I even start? I mean, I now need like four different layers and levels of the pyramid. I need a really good free party. Where do I start? Start with the free party. I was going to say, you start talking about rocks or <laughs> start with the free party and then you just kind of, you can build on it a little bit of time. Yeah, the different the difference between Pyramid 2 and 3 with the rock lecture, the rock lecture could have been free as well, but it's just not what people want. People want right. to go and have fun. So have a free party that actually attracts people, that is bringing value to the world because you're solving problems. For example, the problem of being thirsty and the problem of wanting to dance. So give people what they want and solve their problems, right? And that will create a party. And then you just need to listen to those people because they're going to ask you at some point, dude, where's the food? And once (laughs) they ask you that, that's when you start to build your first level and not worry yet about the fact that you don't have a a level two. Right, or like SurveyMonkey did, you you have a trigger there that that knows they're at this point and then you can let them know like hey this this guy looks like he really needs to go to the bathroom let's let him know about the next level <laughs> yeah and sky can can i can i make it uh, like simple just for, for people that are listening like in 12 weeks i take people when i coach them and in 12 weeks we choose a, a micro niche we uh, create a freebie some like one to four freebies for the niche to just to serve that audience, just to be uh, generous, right? We actually go and fix uh, like one to four problems. And then we create a tripwire offer, which is usually like an online course for 37 bucks. And we create an order bump, like something extra for 10, 27 bucks that they can buy as an upgrade. So that would be like level three kind of situation. And then we create a 
one one time offer that will maybe cost 99 bucks and we take the entire thing and put it into facebook to run it through cold traffic right so it sounds like you're saying always give them the option to supersize it <laughs> like you can have a 99 cent menu but then they gotta let them supersize it well as long as they have a niche and they need you know you to solve more problems in their lives then for sure yeah it's mm. just the generous thing to do it's the right thing to do i'm picturing in my head like Okay, when we started out here, I was a little worried. I was like, where's this going? He's talking about pyramids and the, the decision-making. I don't know how this is all going to come together. Um, and then you start telling the story. And then I can't stop picturing the pyramid with the party going on uh, on it and the different levels and the different ladders and mechanisms. And uh, I, I don't know. I love it. I feel like I had some questions about how this compares to some other processes how it compares to things like account-based marketing and but like you said this seems like it helps you make decisions and build the business more than a marketing funnel i don't know if i'd even hardly call this a marketing technique more than it seems like it's a business process that encapsulates everything and the visual again i can't get that this multi-level pyramid out of my out of my head um okay i do have other questions though But first, but can I can I just uh, quickly yeah, touch base? Because account based uh, marketing and and the Dream 100 move, where you have like this list of people that you really want to work with, a list of companies maybe, and you start to kind of hunt them down uh, by getting in touch with them, putting ads in front of them. I kind of like like salespeople do. Uh, that process is the equivalent of uh, choosing some VIP. influencers to come to your free party and right. making sure that you're sending them a really good invitation and making sure they actually attend your free party. Yeah. That's, it seems it. that's getting the word out about the pyramid at all more yeah. than the actual setup of it. So your process is more about, is more about the actual funnel. A lot of this other marketing stuff, like the marketing funnel or the flipped marketing funnel is really, I saw we had one guest that described a lot of marketing as a halo over the funnel. They were like, look, there's really all this general getting the word out stuff you do. And then once they get into the funnel, it's a, you know, once they get into the reverse funnel, whatever, whatever we're doing with it, it's, um, it, it's a different animal. So Your process is, it is marketing in that it's moving them through the process, but it's not the general invite you to the party part. You're almost saying, hey, if you create this party, it's a lot easier to invite people to a party than to say, come pay us this money for this course. Um, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Well, I want to take a quick break, but we're talking about the, uh, the reverse funnel um, here on the If You Market podcast, and we will be right back. Are you looking for new leads or always in need of quality contacts for your marketing campaigns? But list companies and online tools are the worst, right? Well, then you've got to check out Top Data Search by Mountaintop Data. At Mountaintop Data, we're a team of weird people that actually like getting our hands dirty with sales and marketing data, and we specialize in business contact information. We compile and maintain a database of tens of millions of targeted high-quality business decision makers with emails, phone numbers, mailing address, and all the information you need. Go to topdatasearch.com and request a free account with the promo code IYM1000, like if you market the podcast here, and get a free account with unlimited searches, no seat fees, and 1,000 free record download credits. That's topdatasearch.com. 
Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. We've got uh, Ziv Raviv here talking about the reverse funnel. Ziv, before we get back into the reverse funnel, uh, let's get into you a little bit. Let's get into you. Let's get into your company, The Daily Cookie, and I don't know, all your other projects going on here. Can you tell our audience a little bit about, um, about you and how you got where you're at? Cool. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, dailycookie.co is um, the latest and greatest of what I'm uh, immersed into. And I have six different businesses and, and uh, like the, the whole idea of going into a micro niche and starting to uh, dominate it and serve people in it is something I've been fascinating for years, fascinated by for years. And it actually started uh, with me, you know, leaving the corporate world and I was like, a project manager that ran software project and I was controlling decisions that made $7 million a year, working with huge companies like uh, Mitsubishi and Mazda and all sorts of uh, um, technology makers in, in China and in Korea and in Japan. And um, it actually uh, started to become something uh, that was, to be honest, fr- uh, uh, just boring for me. Uh, I got so good at it and it became like not a challenge. So I decided to challenge myself to do something for myself and become a business owner. Right. Well, when and you already have all the momentum of a big company, then it's it's almost hard to go wrong because you're coming in as the big guy in the room every time. You just make things happen. You have budget, but you, that, don't, own, you I, don't own it though. Yeah, well, that's what I thought it will happen. I had a really good plan and I was always the man with the plan. But when I started a business that was, you know, a solopreneur business without the support of capital and, and teams and without uh, the knowledge of how to market myself locally, because the first business I created was actually a local business. And the um, brand. I mean, it's probably been easy for you. You walked in the room, people knew who you were. They accepted you. Exactly. Um, they were begging you to work with them. And yeah. then suddenly you're unknown on your own. And, and let me tell you something. The first paycheck that I looked at when I was like basically doing uh, uh, a few gigs uh, at the beginning, just making a, a barely enough to survive, that was really scary because I had three kids back then. I still have them, amazing kids. And one of them back then was a baby. And we needed diapers and we needed uh, to, to feed him. And in hindsight, that was not the right timing to take a huge <laughs> uh, leap of faith and start a business. And very, very soon after like realizing that my plan is not working because there was way more competition than I thought and that my marketing skills from corporate was not working as is because I suddenly needed to learn search engine optimization and Google ads and, and Facebook and, and all sorts of things that didn't really work the same way when you're like thinking about uh, just uh, uh, attracting a Dream 100 type of client. So I started to learn like day and night about marketing. And I started to comb through YouTube and uh, learn from online courses. And I, I found out podcasting. And podcasts really changed my, they switched my mindset into serving people. Instead of trying to hunt down sales, uh, with my marketing, I switched into a more serve, serving attitude and started to look for understanding my audience and understanding my avatar and defining my avatar. All these things that seems from remote are like, uh, it's, ni- it's a nice to have. It's not. 
the processes of marketing are working for, for ages for a reason. You, you can trust them. So after doing that and starting to actually innovate for my clients and, and, and create uh, results for them, I started to grow my business and I started to get people ask me in my micro niche, hey, how come you're the most expensive guy in the neighborhood? Right? <laughs> because that was the micro niche I chose. I chose mm -hmm. to chose, I chose a very specific um, uh, industry uh, locally. And, I, and my differentiator was I will be the most expensive guy on that, on that micro niche. That was what made me uh, uh, different, right? And some people really are attracted to working right. with, with, with someone that knows how to bundle. I right? said, wait I a the... second, why is your lemonade $100 a cup? Come on. <laughs> but, but but yeah because it's it comes with a massage so do you want mm. the lemonade with the massage or do you want or do you don't like you oh. choose right and so i could always take something that other people sell for for less and make it like a totally different offer that people want to take so i i started to be interviewed on podcasts uh, back then about my ideas on how to grow because i 10x my business my local business and people wanted to know how and I created an, a podcast to share. I really, at the beginning, I was naive and just, I thought, hey, I'm going to go into this um, niche and talk about and create like a content business side by side to my local business and just talk about uh, how I grew. Did uh, you have the yeah. reverse funnel concept already or is that still being developed? No, that was not ready. Okay. Uh, that was just, I just knew uh, like content marketing and I understood uh, the concept of listening. And I, uh, at the beginning, I thought, hey, I will go into, I will teach uh, SEO. I will, because I was really good at SEO. So I thought, hey, I'll just teach SEO. And I'm so happy that I didn't, that I listened to the people in that local micro niche because they basically said, we're not into SEO. We're into <laughs> other things like teach us business teach us how to actually start and, and, and market and, and, and sell. So there was a lot more things that they needed. They needed SEO too, but they didn't need only SEO. So I listened and the first launch I made was like for a course, for an online course about like the modern automated business course. That was uh, uh, the name. And it's more like a program because it came with coaching. It was my first debate in, into the coaching world. I basically uh, forced myself to coach people because I knew that is what they needed. They needed someone to keep them accountable and show them the ropes, right? right? Uh, so one launch led to another launch. So I made like $20,000 from, from, from my podcast just seven months after it was created. And I realized that in order to grow, I have to collaborate with other people. I'm going to started... need to know about that because we've been going five years and we haven't made $20 yet. So I got to check in with you on that one. <laughs> I would love to do that. So... Um, it's, it's, it's all about the micro niche. That's the secret. That's the magic bullet. If you are in a very, very specific niche, people are listening to you way faster. In the first day that we launched the podcast, 120 people signed up for our newsletter with a pop-up. It was crazy times back then. So, right. uh, the people were thirsty and waiting for something like that to happen. Um, um, I started to create courses with other people as a collaborator and uh, basically like take 50% and uh, produce the course for them, but they would do most of the teaching and I would only do the teaching about the business side of things. And we did eight launches in 2017 and 10 launches in 2018 and basically created our first membership. And, and uh, we got, we attracted the attention of, uh, of, a, of another school owner, another business owner that basically 
asked us to buy his business. And it was in a, in a, in a relevant niche, like very, very similar to the one that we were in. So it was a good idea. And we jumped in and I jumped in and basically I bought, I bought uh, the business. And that made uh, me realize that I need to think big and I need to strategize how to collaborate between the two schools, not just run two different businesses that compete with each other, but two businesses that support each other. So I created a third business called kivimedia.co. And that is basically a, a, the, the overarching business for the different schools. And also like the facility the, uh, for selling uh, group coaching because group coaching was our number one flagship offer uh, that made us like $100,000 a year for many, many years. Um, so one thing led to another. I created a third podcast in school called Generous Marriage. Uh, com generous marriage podcast which teaches uh main, mainly men in this uh very delicate point in life around 35 to 45 where there's like a lot of fights every day and a little bit uh um, like you plateau and you really don't understand what are you interested in and you you struggle with the daily relationship with your wife but actually if you would uh, reset your marriage and go back into um into a, 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 a relationship that is connected, um, you will be able to focus way better on your business as well. And that was an experience that I had uh, myself. So that business also started to grow. And what happened was I became so busy with like three different tribes right, that expect me to be in touch with them. And, and, and we created so many free resources. Our free party was amazing. But I, I was too busy to, to send them an email about it. And uh, I noticed that when I do send an email every single day, every single day, sometimes even more than once a day, when I send that many emails, people are buying like crazy because I keep reminding them about our free stuff and I keep reminding them about the different ladders and the different entry points. And they basically started to buy way more, but it, it, it burned me out. I couldn't do it anymore. I was doing so many coaching sessions and lectures. And it just, uh, at some point I asked myself, can, can I delegate this? Right. I mean, I guess that's where software as a service is so beautiful. And why people like it so much. It's, it's an automated thing. It doesn't burn you out. Um, you, you know, customer service, most half of these software as a service companies don't even have customer service. They're just like, if you don't like it, cancel. Um, yeah. We're not, we're not going to help you. We've got an FAQ page or they have the community uh, help area. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you're building all this stuff up. You build business after business after business. They're starting to burn you out. At what point do you come up with the reverse pyramid with this, or the, with, I'm sorry, with the reverse funnel? So um, I pretty much uh, like uh, after the, after the third uh, business was created at generousmerge.com, I realized that I started at the beginning in a niche that was too broad. I started to understand uh, the power of micro niching and, and choosing it, it like solving only one problem in a niche and uh, the power of it. Uh, instead of going into a micro niche and just dominating by fixing all of the problems in it, uh, just going in and solving one problem. Um, and then um, that, 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 basically uh, started to be just the method in which I coach and I became a very, very busy uh, coach. And that basically led to the creation of Daily Cookie, which is a, like a flat rate 
um, unlimited uh, emails type of service. Like we, we, on average, we write about 22 emails a month for our, each client and all for one flat rate. So the idea is that they don't need to renegotiate, just renegotiation. Right. You're not going to nickel and dime them on every, oh, now you want us to adjust the first sentence in the creative, it's going to be another $500. Exactly, uh, exactly. That exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah, and, I, I'm glad we're, because we're almost running out of time, but I really want to get to Daily Cookie. It seems fascinating. Yeah. And even the name, so you say people are getting 20 emails a month, something like that. Um, it's It really is like an email a day, almost your average customers having written a new creative constantly. So you have writing staff that provide the creative for the emails. Now, when you say an email, is that, are you writing the creative and then that gets handed to them and they do the distribution and, and everything, or do you guys handle more of the process as well? We don't send the actual email. We, we send it through the customer's CRM, uh, but we do put it for them in their CRM. So it's literally saving a lot of time. Some yeah. of our clients get to a point where they trust us so much, they don't even look at the email. They just say, okay, you yeah. can actually hit publish. That's good. Because the writing part is like, if you don't know how to write it, you're going you're gonna to write poor copy and stuff like that. But the setup also, like you can give people the words and then they don't, they don't know how to put it together in an email delivery platform. That's so you guys do both of those things. We basically treat emails as content. So we create a content plan for the next six weeks. And even if the content plan is, let's say, three emails a week or two emails a week or even one email a week, we'll write into the future for you, just like content creators do. Right. So that you know that you have your, your nurturing sequences are scheduled from now to the next, I don't know, three or four or five or seven weeks, depending on, we have some clients that we have months of, 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 of emails already scheduled for them in the CRM. And then you have time to use your copywriter resource to write eBooks and to write blog posts and to right. write uh, uh, gifts for them. Some of our clients just want one email a week, but we also write a blog post and talk about that blog post in that email. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's this ideal situation where you have a copywriter writing for you every day and reports back to you about their progress every day. And, and that's ex like I've created basically what I needed and it's so cool. And now basically it's, it's something that I offer to anyone that wants to check it out. That's awesome. We'll have a link to that in the show notes and a handful of other things as well. Um, one last thing before we go, I have a note here that just says the three reasons why funnels are evil. Mm. Can you hit us on, on the way out with, um, the, you know, you have the reverse funnel. So yeah. I guess that would make it the opposite of evil is good. But uh, yes. what are the three reasons why, why funnel? Why do I have that written down? Well, first of all, it's a good way to summarize and recap what, like how the reverse funnel works and everything. So the first reason why reverse, where funnels are evil and reverse funnel are good is because gravity works uh, with funnels. Gravity actually makes the water or sand or whatever, oil, go through the funnel. And that in the subconscious tells us we only need to build the funnel and everything else will happen by itself. And that's not true because you need to push them up the ladder and give them good reasons to go up the ladder. So the metaphor is telling us it's going to be easy. By the way, gravity works for all of the people on Earth in the same level. And that's not the way it is in business. In business, some people have a better shot 
than you. They are well positioned. They did their homework. They know their avatar. They have a team. They don't pay rent. There's all sorts of things that actually change the, the, the odds of someone succeeding in business. So you might have a gravity that is harder to combat, right, to overcome. That's the first reason. The second reason why funnels are evil is the fact that a funnel in nature is a tool to just, you know, take the, the material, slow it down and get it through. So everything that goes into the funnel goes out of the funnel. But in real life, that's not true. In real life, like in business, I mean, in, in business, you don't want to slow down people. You don't, you're not trying to slow them down. You're trying to listen to them and work in their own pace. Uh, um, so that's uh, the second reason. Just listen and walk in the pace of the people. Let them go faster if they want to. Have the helicopter ready or the elevator ready and not just look at it as a funnel that will slow them into fruition. Um, and the third reason is that in nature, in real life, you don't take a, a funnel and concatenate another funnel and another funnel and another funnel on top of them. But in business, you do want people to move from one level to another of your reverse funnel. So, uh, so, so by, by looking into a, a, a business construct, like a metaphor of the funnel, even though it's, you know, I understand why they call it a funnel, right? Because the top of funnel has that much people and the middle funnel has that much people and the low bottom of the funnel. It seems like you're kind people. of just saying it's a lazy analogy. Let's get away from it. Is, it is. It is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lazy, confusing analogy that makes you uh, uh, slow down yourself in building the rest of your business and makes you procrastinate instead of hustle and create value and build so and over deliver at every single level and have an amazing free party that's why a funnel as a as, as, as a construct is evil but a reverse funnel is based on free and on value at every single level that's why it's good fantastic i think that's a good uh, good spot to end here um, so everybody listening, thank you for listening to the show. You can find the show notes and, and more information on uh, Ziv Raviv on ifyoumarket.com. We'll have the Daily Cookie site and a couple other sites there for you and, and a ways to reach out to, uh, to Ziv as well. And um, please share this podcast with your friends, share it with your colleagues, uh, you know, anybody that you think might benefit from this, um, spread it around. And on behalf of the If You Market team and Ziv Raviv of the Daily Cookie, thank you for listening to the If You Market podcast, where we believe if you market the shit out of it with the reverse funnel pyramid party, they will come. Amen.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.